Pavillon Afrique is a platform that promotes stakeholders of the film industry from Africa and its diaspora. With each episode, you will learn a little bit more about the ecosystem, thanks to our guests, professionals, experts, and film lovers. Welcome to all. Today, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Lindsay Oliver, founder and managing director of African Media Works Limited and Younger TV. She has a broad career in media businesses like Bloomberg Television, Al Jazeera in Doha, and CNBC in Europe. Good morning, Lindsay. Hello, Karine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Very good. Okay. You know, I cannot begin our conversation without asking you first how, how COVID-19 has impacted you and your work. Well, that's a question. Uh, in, it's, it's strange, you know. In, of course, it's impacted all television channels. The advertising revenue for, for TV channels has dried up because... Nobody has been advertising flights and holidays and concerts and theatres and movies, etc. Um, so that's made things very difficult and everybody's budgets have been very severely squeezed. Um, also, of course, if you're producing content, um, you can't have people together in the, in the studio to do it. So you have to find uh, ways around that by, by creating content with everybody doing their piece from home. It's... It's a little bit like when you see those orchestras that, um, that we're seeing on, on TV sometimes these days where they've all done their little piece and they stitch it all together. But you know what? Necessity is the mother of invention. And we've had to find ways, creative ways, to do what we need to do. Um, and, you know, whilst, of course, I wouldn't wish COVID-19 on, on anyone, um, it has actually made us more creative. And, and it's made us think about what we do and how we can achieve this communication with our audience in a different way because there are these constraints. So in a funny way, um, I, I think it's been a very creative period for us. Um, certainly, I, I never, I've never handled a camera before and I've been doing camera work because sometimes I'm the only person in the studio. So, so all of us, all the team has really pulled together. We're only a small team, but we've really pulled together to, 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 to do each other's jobs and to find alternative ways of doing our own jobs. So, um, yes, of course, it's been a struggle um, and very challenging. But um, it's... What it's, came out of the, your creativity then? Well, we had, uh, first of all, we've been making different programs. Um, as I say, we've been making programs asking people to send in selfie videos about their experience of the lockdown and about social distancing, etc. And we've been making programs uh, listening to what our audience and watching what our audience wants to say to, uh, to other people in the community. We've seen it as a way of, of really bringing the community together at a time when they can't actually physically come together. So for instance, we've, uh, we started a program called Why Community, where we did just that. We'd have a presenter who would go, who would pull together lots of videos from people who would send them in. And it's been incredibly popular, much more popular than I would have thought it would be. Um, so we've had that and then to sort of balance that because that's a program that's very upbeat and, and you know, trying to, um, entertain um, and, uh, and raise people's spirits. On the other hand, we've started a live show on Thursday evenings um, called Your Voice, which is much more hard hitting, where we talk about the serious issues that are affecting our communities. I mean, 
COVID-19, for instance, um, that's a good example. We all know that it is affecting people of color um, much more than it is affecting white people. We don't really know why, you know, of course there, there's a lot of research going on at the moment um, and discussion about why that is. Um, but these are, these are serious questions that we need to debate. Also with the Black Lives Matter movement and the killing of George Floyd um, a few weeks ago, um, these are issues that, um, that people feel very strongly about, understandably. Um, so we're able to uh, invite comments and thoughts from our viewers on these, uh, on these issues. And we have a panel, socially distanced, um, two people on, on screen who are discussing these things. Um, so it's, these, are, these are two programs that we hadn't made before. Um, and and they're, both, they're both proving really popular with the audience. So that's, I guess, how it's changed what we're doing. Whereas before, we might, might have been thinking more about standard entertainment programmes that are studio-based. So it's made us branch out, and I've been very pleasantly surprised by the response we've had to it. Okay. Do you plan to keep the pro this programme, even though talking about the COVID or the Black Lives Matter, etc., but do you plan to keep the spirit of these two new programs and uh, create something else about it in, uh, Absolutely. in the long term. Absolutely. What it's taught me um, is that whilst we were always, uh, we were always considered, since we launched a couple of years ago, we've always been considered to have high quality um, home produced original programming. Um, but I think what we've perhaps been light on um, is this engagement with our community program, the discussion, the debate, and, and, and listening to what our audience wants to tell us, rather than us just create what we consider to be good programming and, and putting it out on the channel. So that's a lesson I've learned for sure, that we need to keep up this, um, this dialogue and be just as interested in what the audience wants to tell us as what we want to um, yeah, perform and, uh, and put in front of our audience. Okay, that's positivity in action. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's go back to introducing yourself better to our audience. So I understand your interest in Africa began when you worked in Lagos as the commercial director and uh, interim CEO of Continental Broadcasting Services. Did you have any previous experience in Africa or was it just an opportunity that you took because you like new ventures in general? Well, it's a bit of both, to be honest. I did have previous experience. When I was at CNBC and at Bloomberg and at Al Jazeera, I, I did distribution deals for those channels in Africa. Um, and of course, the, the powerhouse of satellite distribution is in South Africa. Um, so I had, uh, I had good relationships already with multi-choice DSTV and I was used to doing deals down there. Um, what I what I hadn't done so much of um, was uh, relationships with people in other parts of Africa until I was working with Bloomberg um, and then I did a deal in Nigeria and it was a bit of an eye-opener for me because I realized um, no disrespect to South Africa everybody knows that um, that's uh, that's where there is the most uh, experience I guess the longest um, the most established of the TV industries but I realized by doing um, negotiating with people in Nigeria that there was a massive market there 
um, that I hadn't really been focusing on before and that I ought to. So, so it was really at Bloomberg, I suppose, where I start being, started being very aware. Um, it was during that time that Nigeria became officially the biggest economy in Africa. Um, and, and it, you know, it, it I mean, obviously, there's there's a lot of issues um, in Nigeria at the moment. It, it goes up and down as things do, but but you know, it, it is such a such a vibrant, um, uh, such a Goliath, if you like, of you know within Africa in terms of media now, um, particularly with Nollywood film production, etc. Um, that um, yes, it, that really did start to spark my interest, and so when I was asked to go down to um, TVC in Lagos. Um, Although it was a question of taking an opportunity, I, I didn't see it coming. And I just thought, you know, when, it, when I was offered it, I just thought, why not? You know, it wasn't a part of any plan at all. Um, but I think I was able to say why not, because I'd had that previous experience of negotiating in, uh, in Nigeria. And uh, tell us uh, why, when you came back to Europe, to the UK, you decided to uh, create uh, your company and uh, Younger TV. Well, it was, I was just bowled over by the fact that my experience of being in Africa, particularly Nigeria, it made me very aware when I got back here that maybe extra sensitive to the fact that anything African, and, and I think, you know, this has even changed in the last two or three years, um, but my response to when I said I'd been working in, in Africa and Lagos particularly, um, people were, were sort of, they were sympathetic and commiserating and saying oh you poor thing how you know thank you really? that was only for a year and and i was i was really i it really concerned me because i had a fantastic time um when i was living there it was so interesting i learned so much and i realized of course as anybody who just goes and lives in a country for a year you're only scratching the surface of understanding the cultures you're you're in contact with there um, but it really made me want to learn more and i was and i was dismayed as i say by whenever i was um, whenever i mentioned africa and stuff going on there in the states and over here in the uk it was generally a negative response i got and i found myself sort of saying no no you don't understand there's fantastic things going on uh, where i was in africa and i'm sure throughout the continent you know not that i've been to every country in the continent um and it, and it made me it made me feel sad and it made me want to be something of a connection between Africa and African media and media in my home country and you know in in, and in Europe um, so I guess that's what it, I got the bug from that really and I and I just felt you know there's so much talent and energy and exciting content coming out of Africa um, and and people are just not aware of it or not aware enough uh, of it over in Europe and in the States. So, so I just decided that we would make a channel um, that would show the positive, the upbeat um, side of African cultures, started with Nigeria because that was what I knew best. Um, but um, as we go forward, we're, we're embracing as many different African cultures as we can uh, with Yanga TV. Um, but yes, that was the driving force really. Um, you know, okay, so you went on a mission just to promote exactly. the African uh, um, uh, content. Yeah, yeah, yes, in a way I did because, you know, it, it, you can't really overstate it. The negativity you find 
in a lot of places when you talk about African media. People, people are so out of date here in terms of the, you know, what they think of African media. It's kind of 20 years out of date. I mean, some of the movies coming out of Nollywood are fantastic. They're, you know, and, and they're winning awards. And, and so the, the other thing, I guess, I, I, I come from a news background, you know, uh, as I say, Bloomberg, Al Jazeera, CNBC, it's all news. And so, and there is a lot of sad, bad, unfortunate news that comes out of uh, countries in Africa, it's true. Um, but I think the problem is the, the tendency then is to think that that's all there is coming out of Africa. And that's what's so sad to me. That, that's what I wanted to, I just wanted to say, look, you know, let's balance this. Yes, you're hearing a lot of negative things, but and yes, those things are probably true. But there are so many positives coming out of the places that I lived and worked in for this short time. I'd really rather throw a, a light on that and, and, and celebrate the good stuff. And that's really where Yanga TV came from. So what is uh, its long-term vision, like uh, Yanga TV, which is your TV, and then Africa Media Works, which is the producing arm? Yes. Um, well, both are going to go much more international. Um, we wanted to take a couple of years to establish ourselves as a TV channel in the UK. That was always going to be just the first step. Um, we, we started on Sky TV. We're also on Freesat and um, are now on Freeview as well. Um, and, and, and the response in the UK has been steady growth. Um, and we have been very well received. We've, we've, we, last year, I think we won nine awards um, for the channel. Um, oh, so we're very, very... Yeah, because you were only launched two, two years ago in 2018. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, it's, it's been wonderful. It, it, you know, the, the, the ground that we have covered in those two years, I think has been amazing. And I'm very proud of the team for what they've achieved. And, uh, you know, you make mistakes, but that doesn't matter so long as you learn from them. So, so you know, we keep... We keep going back and looking, look at what we're doing and we, we listen to the audience um, much more, I think, than we probably did when we started because, um, and, and this again, I mean, going back to the, the issue of COVID-19, um, it, it's made us much closer to our audience. Our audience are very keen to engage with us and we, are, we have learned that we must be better at engaging with them. So that's, that's one of those positives. Um, but yes, yeah, so to begin with, uh, we wanted to establish ourselves as a brand in the UK and, and Ireland. But now, um, going forward, we will be taking that, um, taking that brand and making it much more international. Now, it's not feasible to do that through satellite TV. Um, it's far too expensive to buy satellite space all over the globe and, and, uh, and, uh, and distribute your content in that way as, as a linear channel. But as we all know, you know, linear channels are soon going to be a thing of the past. There's far more on-demand content um, being consumed now. So this rather plays into what we want to do, uh, which is to make our content available online, on mobiles, um, to people all over the world who have an interest in Africa or African content. So that is very much the next two years, um, the plan for the next two years. Um, we, we wanted to <clears throat> make sure that we created enough original programming. We've made about 15 different program series of our own. Um, we also, uh, and, and that's what we will be concentrating on as we're distributing. Um, 
we in the UK we've we found that movies work incredibly well for us um, but to to buy rights to buy global rights to movies is is not really feasible so so the next stage whilst we'll continue with Yanga TV and what's working in UK and Ireland we will be focusing more on our original programming internationally over the next two years okay but which which kind of programs do you offer Oh, we, we offer something for the whole family. Um, again, the, the feeling when we started Yanga TV, um, it, it was it's all about showing off and celebrating African cultures, hence the name, which means showing off um, in, in Pigeon. Um, so, but we wanted there to be something for everybody. So we go from children's programs. We have a fantastic show called Fizzy um, for, for kids. We have women's shows. We have men's shows. We have we have um we started off actually with a women's show called nonny um and then we started we realized it was better if we started introducing men into it as well uh, because it added another dimension of the conversations so uh so so that was our flagship uh, show at that point now i think um our two flagship shows are white community and and your voice which as i mentioned earlier have been born out of this lockdown um, situation that people have found themselves in and and of course the the huge focus that uh, that we have at the moment on black lives matter um, and uh, and the fact that you know our audience wants to discuss wants to have their say about how they feel about all those issues um, so I guess uh, but, but we've also done we've done comedy shows we have a lovely music show called turn up where we interview um and uh, and and you know and comment on afro beats uh we've got a we've got a great new show actually um linking up with batterbox one of the uh, most popular nigerian um uh youtube channels um so we're working on their uh, program but giving it our own flavor with mansour who's one of our uh, presenters mansour bello um we're doing cooking shows my goodness we, we've we're just doing something for everyone basically um okay. we want to reach out to the entire community tell me how diverse is your audience well that's an interesting question and in honesty it's very hard to tell um, we had a series of um, uh, what do you call them? Uh, a series of uh, focus groups planned um, in this this spring that's just gone because we wanted to find out more. I mean, we have a lot of interaction now from viewers, so we can gather a lot from who likes us and who's interacting with us. That's helpful. And very often, when people write in. I write back to them. You know, they don't. I mean, I go to the our info emails and and. And I'm often sort of on there looking at what people are saying. So I often have a conversation with people and that's great because, of course, that's how you're going to find out who's watching and what they like and what they don't like. Um, but uh, I think audience measurement systems, certainly in the UK, are notoriously unreliable and they don't really give you um, reliable data on on who's watching so it's been very difficult during the lockdown because you know we haven't been able to to mix with uh, physically people and hold these sessions um because we wanted to do this because we did a we did various focus groups just before we launched and around our launch period um and now two years later we wanted to go back and and see if we were getting the same responses from people and who were the people watching the same people that we expected to watch or, or whatever but so we've had to put that off but i'm i'm very much hoping that i guess it would be now in the autumn 
that we're going to be able to get these focus groups together again and, um, and, and hear who is watching and what they like and don't like. Okay. Um, what uh, I guess uh, uh, your experience in Nigeria explain why there is a lot of Nigerian content on Younger TV. Um, are you looking to diversify your sourcing? Yes. Yes, we are. Um, and my apologies to people who are not West African who aren't <laughs> seeing enough. We're not doing enough um, Southern Eastern and Northern African content on Yanga TV, but we will. Um, obviously, Africa is a massive, massive continent. Um, and I started, most of my relationships um, were in Nigeria because of the time I spent working there. Um, and I, I was, I, as I said earlier, I was really knocked out by the quality of some of the Nollywood films and, um, uh, and, uh, and other content. I mean, for instance, there's a guy called uh, uh, Wiwa uh, Coyote who, when I was at um, working at TVC, he was producing an animation series called Turtle Tido. Um, and it's wonderful. It's, it's this little turtle that goes around to every single state in Nigeria and teaches children about things about that state. It's, it's fabulous. Um, so that was one of the first things I acquired when I came over to, to start Yanga so that we'd have something for, for children like that that was authentic and, uh, uh, and Nigerian. So, yes. And, and of course, the other, um, you know, the, the other elephant in the room is the Nollywood industry. Nollywood is huge. Um, and so that was an obvious place to go to for not only not only film content, but also for interviews with producers and actors and directors, etc. So, and, and there are some very good um, drama series uh, coming out of Nigeria. However, um, there's something I've learned. It's that, that there, are, there are wonderful um, media industries all over the continent. Um, and so more recently, um, I've been focused on it, focusing on getting uh, movies and drama series, um, from South Africa, um, we need more from East Africa for sure, um, and North Africa too. But we've already started that uh, that process of acquiring uh, more content. We had a lovely movie from Zimbabwe um, uh, that we were focusing uh, a few months ago called Cook Off, um, and you know it, it's as I say that it's it's almost endless. You know the the size of the continent is is so great that um, that the the, the, the the, the content coming out of it is, I mean, you're never going to be able to monitor it all and see it all. But one thing I would say that is really um, satisfying now is that so many producers and directors are sending me their stuff. So whereas before I was knocking on doors and saying, hello, we're launching this new television channel, it's called Yanga TV, would you be interested in us, you know, taking some of your content? Now, as our name has grown, um, people are coming to me and saying, hey, you know, I mean, animators, for instance, as a, you know, and, and certainly film producers, um, and we're finding that um, there's a huge array of content available to us now, which is great because it means that the quality yeah, goes up. Definitely. You know? um, does Absolutely. it leave some space for the uh, contents from the African diaspora? Yes, and you know that's really where we started. We our most our biggest show to begin with, I think, was uh, journalists' hangout. And I'd, I'd love to bring it back. It's not possible in a lockdown situation, um, but um, but certainly journalists, um, uh, basically journalists of colour, uh, people of African descent who had not 
had not really had a chance to get together with each other um, in in many discussion programs. You know, one of the programs, uh, one of the problems I think with, um, and this is indeed what some of my colleagues have said to me that if you are if you're African or of African descent and you're asked onto onto a discussion show, you you all this is what they say. Um, you know, you feel as if you are that you're there to to, to defend and represent that group. Um, and it's a bit stifling because if you have an opinion that is perhaps against the grain of what a lot of your other um, African colleagues think, you, you, you don't, you're not sure if you can actually express that because it might be letting the side down. Whereas I think if you have a group of four experienced, um, established journalists who are all of African descent, you put those, them in a room um, and suddenly the sparks fly because you hear very different views and people are much freer, I think, to express their opinions. Um, so, um, so yes, and, you know, we, we are very much, and again, with this Black Lives Matter, um, you know, the, 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 the emphasis on these issues, and, and I mean, it's wonderful that there is this, uh, that, that, that suddenly, you know, and finally, there is this attention to these issues in the UK um, and all around the world as well. Um, but that's giving us um, an opportunity to, to, to reach out to the diaspora here um, and say, as I said, with this particular program, this is your voice, tell us what you think, you know. So it's very much, it's very much a channel, I think, for, for the diaspora. Um, it's, it's interesting, last year um, when they used to have award ceremonies, obviously nobody's having them at the moment, um, but I was very proud that we won an award for the favourite black broadcaster in the UK. And the reason I was so surprised and proud was because I thought that we were perhaps only appealing to, to Africans. And it was, it was really gratifying to, to hear that we were having this broader appeal. So, you know, Yanga will evolve um, as the audience evolves and, and we, will, we will seek to give the audience what it wants, you know, whatever it is. And do you plan, you, you are also producers, so uh, do you plan to produce only um, in London to go on doing that or go in Africa and produce some specific uh, content there? Well, we have, we have very close contacts with African producers. Um, as a, as a one-off, um, when the Afro Nation uh, Festival was being held in Ghana right at the end of last year, we were there streaming it live onto Yanga TV. Um, so we certainly do want to go out and, uh, and have content that we make um, outside of the UK. Again, I mean, I hate to keep on about it, but of course the current situation uh, means that you have to forget all about that kind of thing, you know. But but I think um, one thing that we will definitely be doing in the future is drama. We haven't done that so far, um, but I'm being approached by a lot of people who would like us to um, partner with them uh, in terms of drama series, and and it's time for that now. Um, you know, I I probably we probably didn't do it before because um, my background is news, and you know you can't do everything at once and learn everything at once. But but I've I've been working some, with some very talented people who have been um, persuading me to start um, uh, producing drama. So that's on the that's on the list for this year. Okay, so you've done a lot. You've accomplished a lot in two years. On Thank you. Years. So congratulations, and I hope you'll be you know inviting more and more African. Uh, producers um, uh, absolutely content absolutely and uh, yeah. you know to put them to put light on them because I, I really think they deserve it anyway mm, thank you for absolutely. your action thank, thank you, you for sharing with us
It's been um, lovely. We we'll see you again in the other circumstances. Very much hope so. Subscribe and tune in next time.